Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, it is the fall time. I had to bring out my Eddie Murphy early 1990s turtleneck boomerang style because I just feel like that right now. I have an amazing episode with an amazing guest. We're going to get into the top 20 sports commentators. You know why? Because they rate people all day. That's what they get paid to do. They tell you who the top five quarterbacks are, top five point guards, top five basketball players, top five baseball players. But nobody ever takes the time to assess them. So we are going to assess the top 20 <laughs> talent in sports commentary. So I've had an amazing guest, the right Reverend Maurice Spears. He's an amazing sports aficionado. I asked him to be on the show. I appreciate him. But if you want to keep seeing amazing content and amazing episodes like this, this is a new season, so you got to do three things. The first thing is follow me on Instagram at CVMK33. Connect with me on YouTube. Subscribe at Cody Vernon Kelly, CV Space K, where all great content is seen, heard, and felt. And if God uses you to sow a seed, I'm not even going to say he's going to turn it around for you, but he's going to turn it around for me if you sow these seeds. So support a brother, send your cash app, or send me money from your cash app. And I appreciate it, however we get down. But I want to get into it because this has been a pivotal thing for me. And I'm going to introduce my guests, but I want to start here just with my introductions. You know, I love sports. All sports. It don't matter if it's ESPN, if it's Fox, if it's ABC, if it's CBS. I just love sports. But isn't it a little disingenuous that the ones analyzing the game never get evaluated themselves? I think the fans should have the authority to evaluate the talent. And that's how it should work. It should be a full circle. So I invited the good Reverend on here uh, because I know not only does he have the anointing, he has a sports mind. And with that, I'll introduce you. Maurice, how you doing today? I'm good, brother. Good to see you, man. Glad to be here. Oh, amazing, man. I'm glad to have you. Yes, sir. Look, top 20. Yes, sir. I want to kick this off. We'll go my five. Maurice is five, and then we'll debate what's we'll up. Then the next five, go, four seconds from the bottom up. Yeah, let yeah, let's do that from the bottom up. Yeah, and starting I, I was, with, and I'm taking notes because I must <laughs> confess that it was this wasn't the easiest task when I, you know, when you sit down and think about it, I had to go back, man, over my life and like, oh man, who you know, but and hey, we're gonna give it a go. Appreciate it, appreciate it. So we're going from the bottom up. My number 20 person in sports commentary is Timothy Tebow. The reason why Tim Tebow is number 20, Tim Tebow is a walking Instagram moment. People just like him, good or bad. He's Instagrammable. Uh, I won't say he's controversial, but he just takes attention. Tim Tebow could talk about, uh, you know, basketball and people would just gravitate or go against Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, whether you like it or not, he has the it factor. The camera gravitates toward him. And that's a lot of it. You can have a lot of good information to share, but if people don't like you, it doesn't mean a thing. Tim Tebow has likability. Now you can say what you want about his NFL professional career. At least he made it to the NFL. But the thing that makes him consistent is that you want to see him T. Tebow. I don't want to go too long without seeing Tim 
Tebow. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't even know. It doesn't like it, it just you, you just feel more comfortable, you know, if Tim Tebow's in the room. So I'm gonna go with Tim Tebow as number 20. Number 19, Molly Quarren Rose. Molly's an amazing co-host with Stephen A. Smith on first take. Uh Molly uh knows her stuff. Not Molly is talented. Uh, and really stands her ground. And uh, what I like about Molly is she goes against Sass. She doesn't always agree with what Stephen A. Smith says. She, you know, says, no, we're not. She really holds firm to her belief. She doesn't allow Max, who was on the show as a former co-host. They don't, you know, run over Molly. Molly is strong. I like Molly. I wish they would give Molly more of an opportunity to do other things because Molly is multi-hyphenated, multi-talented. But Molly holds her own. Number 19. Number 18, because good things come in twos, her partner, her husband, Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose is the truth. I love Jalen because I feel like Jalen has stories that can't be aired on TV. Jalen has inside knowledge that only him and a select few others have, particularly (laughs) within the NBA ranks. Jalen Rose can do no wrong. And Jalen Rose has bumped heads against Stephen A. Smith. Jalen Rose has bumped heads against Skip Bayless. Jalen Rose has bumped heads against Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Jalen low-key will come and check you and be so nice about it. He is Indeed. nice, nasty all the way. I love Jalen Rose. Number 17, and I got one more, and this is my five. Number 17, Kenny the Jet Johnson. You know, it was hard because when you come to the TNT crew, there's three to five personalities, depending on who's sitting at that desk, but it's mostly Kenny, Kenny Ernie, Jack, and Charles. Right. And Kenny is consistent. Kenny's not hilarious. Kenny's not the most charming fellow, you know, but Kenny is consistent. You know you're going to get Kenny to run to the screen every show. You know you're going to get Kenny to beat Shaq to the screen every show. And you know, Kenny's going to say something thought-provoking. Kenny is what I would call a good assistant pastor. Kenny really <laughs> is. <laughs> Kenny the Jets man. Right on, right on. And number 16, and I'll clue, and I'll turn it over to Maurice, Ernie Johnson. Ernie Ernie is the, the captain that holds the ship together because that, that show would fall apart. <laughs> if Ernie wasn't there, there'd be no structure. Ernie has been doing this forever. I mean, Ernie was doing commentary, especially NBA, you know, TNT, when it wasn't even popular, when people weren't staying up past the game to watch the post-show analysis. Yeah, You could arguably say that Ernie has created a genre within sports analysts. I mean, there's only a few people really that you would want to tune in just to hear. And, yeah. and, and Ernie Johnson really is just a standout guy, and he really rounds out my bottom five and the top yeah. 20 list. Gotcha. Well, excellent start, man. And I'm gonna tell you again, my my thinking, man. I had I, I got too deep, man. I had to start thinking back to my childhood up until nine, and just thinking about all my some of my favorite sports moments. And so I started, you know, loading them in. So in the order, not until I get to the top ten do I really feel comfortable on like, you know, this is it. So number twenty. Mike Tirico. I like Mike Tirico. I like his delivery. And to me, I don't know his sports background. I should have looked him up. I just think he's a guy that loves sports. I don't think he's ever played at a high level. But 
he manages those personalities, man. He had Michael Irvin, Randy Moss, all these guys. He manages the personalities, manages the conversation. Always like him. And I'm going to go old school. Again, coming up, watching Monday Night Football, Al Michaels. Al Michaels and his other part, I'm going to say them. Those guys, but they want Monday Night Football for years. I love them. Uh, number 18. I like this guy. Controversial, but I love him. Jim Rome. I like him. Jim Rome is a controversial guy, loud, off the chain. Love it. Uh, 17. You know what? I really love this person's commentary, Doris Burke. Yeah. I think she's underrated. I think she should get a lot more play. I think she's knowledgeable about the game. She'll say too many things that you'd be like, eh, you know, I think she is solid. I think she's a solid uh, uh, commentator. And 16, classic again, old school. I'm going back to my Monday Night Football days, John Madden. I agree. I, I like the, the list. Football game name after him. And again, that's one of my classic picks right there. I like, you know, I actually forgot about John Madden. He gets an honorable mention in there. I should have, him and Pat Summerall should have got somehow at least an honorable mention. I totally forgot about John Madden. John, please forgive me. Uh, <laughs> I think Doris should have been ranked a little higher. <laughs> yeah. I would put see, her in the bottom rung. I'm going to tell you again how I got started getting like, you know, emotional about sports, ex, you know, experience in those moments. And that's kind of where that top, Ted kind of landed for me. So, but yeah, she's on that. She's in that top 20. And I can say anywhere between 10 to 20, she could go. That's fair. No complaints. I don't even have a thing. I've totally forgot about Jim Rome because Jim Rome has been, he's kind of like the Bill Maher of uh, sports analysts. Uh, did, I mean, Jim just brought heat. I, and he's gotten into it with a lot of different people. And I think that's Jim's, that's Jim's stick. He just likes bumping heads with folks. So I'm not even mad at Jim Rome. I actually agree. Uh, the bottom thing, Doris. Definitely 10 to 20. She falls in that spot. Uh, we'll, you'll see what I have, Doris. At. Doris, Doris is a yeah. low-key killer, though. I Doris like Burke. I like it. Yeah, I, shout out to Doris Burke. Uh, low, just amazing. My next five. So uh, we're going from 15 to 11. Shaq at number 15. Shaq as a sports commentator. Is it he's not insightful? Let me talk about the flaws of Shaq, and these are his strengths. He does not have any analytical understanding whatsoever. He is not insightful. He says nothing profound that really sticks out. And the third thing is, he doesn't really do a great job of breaking down the why. The reason why Shaq is so believable, because he is a champion. He knows what he's talking about. He has in-depth knowledge and experience, so you can't ever question Shaq. And there's nobody on earth funnier than Shaq when it comes to evaluating other talent because Shaq talks like he's in the locker room with you and that he literally like he would say that to your face. And I think him and Charles Barkley, their parody, their constant interactions, uh, even when it gets out of hand and they're throwing chicken at each other, like that's what makes Shaq so amazing is because what can you say to Shaq? Like if Shaq said like, no, they're going to win by 15, you know, Shaq is a, a literal giant. But in every sense of the word, he's intimidating. He's a literal giant. So Shaq at number 15 rounds it out. Charles Barkley at number 14. Can't have salt without the pepper. Charles Barkley is a staple on NBA TNT. He's a staple in sports analyst. 
if you ask Charles Barkley his opinion on anything, whether you like it or not, he's going to just tell you the truth. Charles don't understand analytics. He can't pronounce half the NBA players' names. But <laughs> Charles is magic on screen. He doesn't even try. It's effortless for him. Charles Barkley is my number 14. My number 13, Carrie Champion. Ah. Yes. That was a sleeper a lot of people didn't see coming. Carrie is an amazing talent who I think, in my professional opinion, got the short end of a stick. Um, Carrie Champion to me, and, I, and I've and i listened to her. I listened to her on The Breakfast Club. You can't tell me Carrie Champion should not. And I get it. She has a, a show on Vice Sports uh, with Jamil Hill. But you cannot tell me that Carrie does not deserve her own show, that she cannot carry the thing by herself. Uh, Carrie Champion is a standout talent. Uh, with a lot of sports uh, knowledge. I remember she had the show on Sports Nation with Marcellus Wiley. Uh, amazing job. Carrie Champion. Her, her, I think, has her stock has dropped because she's not as visible because she's no longer with, you know, the ESPN affiliates. She's no longer with Disney. But Carrie Champion is amazing talent. Number 12, Max Kellerman. You can say what you want. Max does his homework, y'all. I, I know people give Max a lot of flack for just his basketball reviews. Max Kellerman does his homework. And to me, Max actually tries to fit in the vision of whatever the show is supposed to be. It took a lot for somebody to step in the shoes of Skip Bayless. Yeah. Notice how they haven't filled that position since. It's because it's Skip Bayless. Max came in, was there five, well, three years, three plus years. And really, you know, I, I, he didn't become the heir apparent, obviously, but he really, I think, held down the fort, really was a robin to a Batman and Stephen A. Smith. Shout out to Max Kellerman doing his thing with uh, Keyshawn and Jay Will. Number 11, and this is where I end. His stock is rising. People asleep on this man. I don't follow everybody on Instagram and Twitter. I, I barely follow people on Instagram. And I sure don't, don't follow people on Twitter. But I follow this man on two platforms because I like who he is as a sports commentator and who he is as a person. Shout out to Nick Wright. Nick Wright is, the, is number 11. His stock is rising. Nick Wright is a LeBron apologist like me. Nick Wright understands basketball. Nick Wright understands sports. You can say what you want, but Nick Wright has enough confidence to go head-to-head with Stephen A. Smith. He doesn't back down. He doesn't even look to get vocally uh, charged up he can stay in his way Nick Wright is like is the Don Rickles I want to say Don Rickles because that might be (laughs) (laughs) but Mr. Wars he's not Don Rickles but Nick Wright is a legend in the making that's my next five I like Nick okay now I may have to make a choice because what I did with one of you will see I I, because I couldn't separate so 15 okay I told you Romo I must agree. I did not think that he would be that good. I I, I would tell you, I thought it was going to be a crash and burn. Like <laughs> he was going to be a like just fill it in. But the guy's good. He is good, and he is on his way to being, I think, unequivocally live football broadcast. He is going to be like that guy. Uh, if not, you know, he's top top three, top you know, right now. Uh, I just think that that's what he is. So I enjoy him. 14, I put the TNT crew. Now, if I got to pick somebody, 
I got you. Because I, I, I couldn't necessarily see one above. Not I think they copied each other so well. I guess I'll give it to Ernie to represent because he's the balancer. He keeps, you know, everybody in check. But to your point, Kenny Smith is the ultimate assistant pastor. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is, he's Switzerland. So he keeps it <laughs> fresh and he always points it back to Ernie. Get it back to Ernie. Get it back to Ernie. So TNT crew 14. 13. And now this is as of early on, but as of late, the last four years, especially with the podcasting, Colin Cowherd. Yes. That guy, man, I love his commentary. I love his, the way he interviews. I love mm-hmm. the way he leads off his shows with his opinion. Just his his vernacular and the way he approaches it. I love it. Uh, number 12, Chris Broussard. I love his energy. I love his uh I love his knowledge. And it's like that, that like he like he lived next door to you. Like right. <laughs> he don't talk, he don't talk like up on the show. Right. He talk like he lived like you could walk out the house, knock on his door, y'all can go barbecue in the back and talk sports. That's yeah. the kind of the kind of uh feeling I get about Chris Broussard. I enjoy him. Uh and then number eleven is a classic guy. And again, as of late, the podcast thing, man, really give me a better appreciation of how he interviews and the interviews he gets. He gets interviews I think a lot of people don't get it. That's Dan Patrick on uh, ESPN. So that's my, that's my, my next five. I like it. I like the list a lot. I like how you combine the TNT crew. I should have done that because I would have opened up a spot for I, me. I, yeah, I just couldn't. No, neither one of them kind of to be ah. So I got to give it to him as a unit. No, I, I probably should have done the same because I probably should have put Dan Patrick in there. Sorry, Dan. Honorable mention Dan Patrick. I did not include you on any of my lists. I just – so here's the thing. So this is why I disagree with part of your list. Tony okay. Romo is great at football. I don't think he could do basketball. No, I don't. I, I don't think he could do golf. I don't think he could do tennis. I think he I, could I, do golf. But I yeah, think, maybe golf. Yeah, the but – The reason why I put him on it is I think he's going to be number one in football. And if you number one in a yeah. sport, I think you get a spot. Not overall across the genre, but yeah. I think he could be number one in, in football, like the guy. T- Tony Romo's good. I'm not gonna let Tony Romo's good. I just and I think you know what? Also- I have a problem with Tony Romo. This is my problem with Tony Romo. I think about all those years as a Dallas watching those Dallas Cowboy games. As a player, you're right as a player, and I get upset all over again when I look at like, him. Why you didn't do this stuff you said on the field? Right, <laughs> and that's the you same know, thing. Because, but when I when I listen to it, I'm like, man, this guy is good. Like, like, man, I'm like, okay, I'm like, man, oh, Tony Romo got this game cool. I'm gonna enjoy it. Like, this guy is good. And like, like you said though, as a player, it's like, why you didn't transfer this knowledge? On the field that you seem to have from this bird's eye view, but you know, so so no, he I can told- go. He fifteen, so he can slip back down to that bottle. Like him and Doris is interchangeable. Like Doris can take his spot. Can switch up <laughs> on the list. You know, to move up closer up. I, I agree. With, I would agree with that trade. I think Tony Romo. Uh, Tony Romo definitely has to go. Uh, I, I just <laughs> you know I get mad like I said because literally I look at his career. And I see him in this, and it's like, you can't be this talented, and it didn't translate on the field. But I get it. I mean, obviously, that's that's a dumb, probably, assessment. But Tony Romo just makes me upset. I think about the the missed 
opportunity. So Tony Romo, but I agree. I agree with the other parts of the list. I think the TNT group is one specific unit. It's hard to detach them. Uh, even though I took up, you know, part of my <laughs> bottom with them. Uh, I should have put Patrick definitely in there. I, I've left him off. You know, my thing about him, I think he's knowledgeable. I think he's amazing talent. He's a guru. He's very Howard Cosell, monotone, delivery, yep. smooth. Yep. But when I think about, like, you know, when I follow a guy on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he Twitterable? Yeah. Is he, like, does yeah. he make yeah. me want to wake yeah. up and be like, I like that? I think, I, like you said, it's more for me watching the podcast. Yeah. And then I think this guy gets – he gets some interviews – he does. Other people don't, and then he gets questions answered that I think other people don't. I think he has a respect level out there that's that's hard to be compared. No, you're right. I mean, he has clout. I mean, there's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. He's been in the space a while, so he can he can demand that type of audience. So I'm not hating on him. I just I don't know if I put him in my top twenty. Uh, but let's see. Starting from my ten to seven. I'm going with, you mentioned the podcast space. I think right now the hottest sports podcast, there's three of them. There's All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Captain Jack. I did not include them, but they do get an honorable mention. Uh, They have done their homework. They are rising, especially Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes and Captain Jack, they're really doing their thing. Shout out to them. Get me on the show. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who else in the the podcast space is really boring? I am athlete with Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor, Channing, and them guys. I mean, they, to me, are opening up the discussion, particularly around the sport of football. But if there's one person to me that has literally done their homework, they've put it on their shoulders – it is Shannon Sharp. Club Shay Shay comes in at number 10 because Shannon Sharp really is that guy. If you hear a siren, this is Chicago, so you know we get live here. There's no telling what's going on out there. You like <laughs> but, it that. <laughs> but Shannon Sharp, what I like about Shannon, Shannon left the network, went to another network, co-host with a giant, and he didn't just become a co-host. He didn't he just, didn't I'm going to collect the check. Yeah, yep. he 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 took the challenge. He did his homework. He became knowledgeable, and you have seen his progression over the the years. And then he's ventured off on other thing with the start of the podcast. I mean, we're getting Demar Rosen on this thing, get Al Iverson. I mean, his wealth of connectivity is there, and a lot of people trust Shannon. You know, like Shannon not is not going to pull punches. So yeah. I give it to Shannon Sharp. I think when it comes to somebody putting in the work. Shannon Sharp definitely rounds out at number 10. His stock is rising. My number nine, and I know she caught a lot of flack, but if you look at the resume, not I'm, I'm not saying what she said. She was wrong, but when you look at the look resume, at the work. look at the work. Rachel Nichols She's has a spot in the top 20. She's good. Rachel Nichols uh, from NBA Jump. I mean, a lot of players vibe with Rachel Nichols. I'm not saying... She was told she was she was told, let me put this, she was wrong. But Rachel Nichols has a resume that you have to look at when it comes to sports commentary. Rachel Nichols can handle her own. She was on all the smoke podcasts, was phenomenal on that. So was Jeannie Buzz. Shout out because Jeannie was the only owner on all the smoke podcasts. And I know that took some gall yeah. because that's a that's yeah. a pretty that could be ratchet at times. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So shout out to Jeannie Buzz, but Rachel Nichols is definitely number nine. Number eight. Doris Burke, NBA guru. To me, she's the best sideline commentator in all of the NBA. I call her the voice of the game. 
And that's just my personal opinion. I think Doris Burke does a phenomenal job. Yeah. When Doors is is, is uh, uh, commentating on the game, the game is lively, it's fun, it's interactive. I think Doris, Mark Jackson, uh, uh, my God, the other coach, can't think Jeff, uh, Jeff, Grunt, is it Grundy? Not Grundy. Uh, uh, Van Gundy. Van Gundy. I see Grundy. Van Gundy. Yeah. I think they have an amazing just chemistry. just yep. chemistry and casting with Reggie Miller, but nobody does it better than Doris Burke. Number six, no, number seven, excuse me. Number seven, Colin Coward. People are asleep on how sure. good Colin good. Coward is. That's another one I struggle breaking through my top 10. He, explain it later, but he's great. I he's him. great. He has the podcast and the really the radio segment down pat. Like he literally can start his show off, he can yep. do his own monologue and yep. jump into a commercial. Like his modality. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't to me box Colin Coward in. And you can say what you want. Colin could be, you know, super, whatever you need him to be. And then Colin can switch it up. Colin has versatility. Colin is talented. And Colin, t- <laughs> Colin talks about some real life things. You got to really listen to what Colin is saying. Colin Coward definitely rounds out at number seven uh, on my, my next five. And then my number six, which is my last one. He doesn't get enough credit. He's been on TV, it seems like, forever. Everybody, to me, always overlooks this person. Michael Wilbon. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. Michael Wilbon, as a journalist, stands in the shoulder. Shout out in the right. Chicago Tribune. I mean, Michael Wilbon is somebody's somebody. He's been on part of the interruption for like the last 20 years. Yeah. Michael Wilbon has credentials, and I know yeah. you know he's kind of I won't say aged out. I will never say, it, but I, I you know I think sometimes people forget about how good Michael Wilbon really is. But Michael yeah. Wilbon is that guy. That's my next five. Yeah. All right. I I love the riff. The next five. Mike Wilbon is not on my list, and that's somebody I gotta ask to so forgive me. I love. <laughs> PTI, Kornheiser, and Wilbon. I love a Wilbon calls in to ESPN 1000 every week mm-hmm. uh, with the score. Every week. It has that. I mean, he does it. I think it's Wednesday. He does it on ESPN 1000 and uh, does a uh, radio spot uh, with those guys. With uh, What's the right receiver for the Bears? It used to be uh, his name. Uh, Waddle. Waddle and Sylvie. Okay. And um, so – Shout out, I will mention for me definitely to Mike Wilbon. So this last 10, it's all of a kind of either an emotional t- thread. It's either a, um, a a great sports moment that I can't escape and I will not apologize for, or I found myself imitating them <laughs> doing sports things. So number 10 is Stuart Scott. Yeah. I got Stuart Scott there. We know it's going to be an emotional piece because of, you know, how things, you know, the way things ended and not, you know, so uh, not we would liked it. But I thought what he brought to the game of broadcasting as a black man, and he wasn't so much stepping fetching, but you right. felt that he was real with his presentation and he was giving those colloquialisms and those, and that using that jargon, that we will use. And mm-hmm. he was putting it in the right format. You didn't feel like he was just kind of 
putting on, oh, I'm going to be the token guy and say these token uh, minority African-American laced uh, type of reactions just to get that feel. You felt the authenticity and uh, always love them. Always love them. So Stuart Scott, number nine, this is my guy, SVP. Scott Van Pelt, for no reason alone, he got the Mississippi Bass Choir as his theme music. That's true. <laughs> on his show. That's true. On, on his show. And, you know, it's, man, again, again, it's just one of those things, like, you got to have that guy. He The way he interviews players, he gets around, like, between him, Doris Burke, and maybe – uh, I don't know. Them two are the best ones to interview Greg Popovich the best. Yeah. Because Greg Popovich will curb you. He yeah. Would, <laughs> he, he would. He'll do away with you quickly. <laughs> but those two, I like. I love SVP, especially when he interviews players. I think he does that in a great way. Number eight, I got to have him. Dick Vitale. Oh. Diaper Dandy. P.T. Peer. I got to have Dickie V on my top ten. Just March Madness, the whole thing. He personifies college commentate for me for basketball. Dickie V. Now we're about to get a little personal. So number seven, Harry Carey. Growing up, Cubs fan on the south side. That's, true. that's all I do. My grandfather told me that the White Sox wasn't real baseball. The Cubs was the only baseball team in Chicago. And I watched Harry Carey. I can remember 1989 when they first got lights at Wrigley Field. It was a raid-out game. But Harry Carey talked for an hour straight. They showed on field. I watched Harry Carey on thick black rim glasses. Harry Carey at number seven. At number six, every morning, riding in to Joliet, I would listen to this broadcast. Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick. I'll give it to Mike Greenberg, but every morning ride to Joliet, I will listen to Greedy and Mike Golick. I would get a nod to Mike Greenberg. I love this show. That would take me on a 40-mile 40 40, 40 drive every morning to Joliet for work. I listen to Mike Greenberg. So that's my, my uh, the 10 through 6. I like the list. Honestly, you had me rethinking my 20. If I combine the TNT cast into one, I could add Greeny. And uh, Scott Van yeah, no, no, look, I like Dickie V. I think Dick Vitale is the voice of college basketball. Yeah, I mean, you think of what a couple of words, like you think of just his whole just aura, whole persona, yeah, yeah, he is really that guy. But when I think of overall, if it's not Saturday morning, would I listen to Dick Vitale? I don't know, you know, and, and I get and, and and granted, Dick so now, but you know, in his prime, Dickie V was a was somebody, you know, just a monster. I'll give him an honorable mention, Harry Carey. I want to apologize to all Cubs fans, all Chicagoans. As a Chicagoan who lives in Chicago, I should have had Harry Carey somewhere on this list, and I totally ignored the. This is why I ignored Harry Carey, but. By the time I came about, Harry was kind of yeah, out. Stayed too long. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I would have yeah. to include him and Howard Cosell, and that's the generation I'm just not that familiar with outside of yeah. Muhammad Ali, right? So, yeah, yeah I give an honorable mention. Scott Van Pelt, though, definitely deserves honorable mention. He did not make my top 20. I love Scott. You know, I support the Ball Brothers. 
but you know, Scott Van Pelt is is a juggernaut in itself. He, the host of show that starts at 10 p.m. and basically yep. lasts to like 3 a.m. You, you kick it off with a gospel song. Right. Hey, I give it to Scott Van Pelt because he works the midnight shift at ESPN and he holds it down. So shout out to Scott Van Pelt. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. For my five, for my top five, we're going to start it off. And I totally agree. Stuart Scott. We could talk about Ryan Clark, Swagu, Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith. Before all of them, yep. Jackson, I can't even think. Is it Jim Jackson? Yeah, before yep. all of them, before, you know, you didn't really have a strong black male presence in sports commentary. Stuart Scott paved the way. Yep. I mean, like you said, colloquialisms, the stuff that we would say in a barbershop, Stuart Scott would do he held his own yep. had yeah demise and whatnot but Stuart scott is he's a legend uh and shout out to Stuart scott and the legacy of Stuart scott number five number four this person has been forgotten about but this person is true fire i wish espn had this person again because they made the sixth the show this person to me had the only out of all espn if there's somebody that could have dethroned Stephen A. Smith, as far as go see box office, it's none other than Jamil Juanita Hill. <laughs> Jamil Hill is somebody's somebody. And the problem is she doesn't get enough plug. I remember she came on, man. Like okay. she was she was like, yeah, like one of the moderators on first take. And she was too, she was so much, I think Skip and CNA just didn't know how to handle it, right? Like Jamil Hill is amazing. I think she works with Undefeated now. I know she's got her own podcast. I know she does this thing with Carrie. Jamil Hill is amazing. Shout out. I, you know, I, I would I, I would love to intern for Jamil Hill. I mean, Jamil Hill, when it comes to journalism, is there. My number three, and he was on my podcast, and I'm going to go on a limb and say he's a personal friend of mine. <laughs> This this brother right here, stock is rising. He can go to any network. He can yeah. do any show. He can talk about any sport. Not only is the anointing on his life, he has <laughs> he he just has the plug. People want to see him. He's box office. None yeah. other than Chris Broussard. If Chris Broussard is on your show, people are going to listen. Chris Broussard to me, his stock is rising. His depth of knowledge. Players like him. I mean, his reputation is good. People like this dude. I mean, I know personally, man, he 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 treats you the same. It doesn't matter if you're a podcast person with uh you know 50 subscribers or you got three million. Chris Broussard is the real deal. Chris Broussard is number three right now, top 20 commentators that's currently out. Number two, none other than John Edward Skip Bayless. People can hate Skip, but Skip can get you hired and fired. <laughs> Skip has real talk. real talk, right? Real hat. If Skip said, "Yeah," if Skip vouches for you, especially in the media industry, you good as gold. Yeah. You know, I mean, he vouched for Shannon. I mean, Skip Bayless, bro. It, it, Skip is the plug. You know, Skip yeah. knows what come out, and I know you know Skip to be sixty nine. Skip hasn't slowed down. Skip is a guru. Rappers like Skip Bayless, you know, like yeah. I see Lil Wayne and Skip all the time. I'm like, what's going on? You know, Skip can literally make or break you as an athlete. You know, Skip Bayless has what I would call that Howard Cosell effect. And okay. then the number one 
commentator right now that's out who moves the needle that you can't you can't just get your head around if this guy right here he could talk about golf basketball tennis hockey soccer boxing he could come to your church he could come to your hbcu <laughs> this guy right here knows no limitation he is fire and the problem is he know it he is the best one out there right now Stephen a smith you can say what you want you might not like Stephen a smith but if Stephen a smith says some he's a hundred thousand views with every syllable he says he is that dynamic that box office that multi-talented Stephen A. Smith to sports is what I'm going to be careful when I say this. Stephen A. Smith to sports commentary is what Michael Jordan is to basketball. And that's my top five. Okay. Okay. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Now, this top five, man, is going to hit again. Some of my favorite sports moments ever. And then just downright, I just like it. I just like them. Okay, number five, Bryant Gumble. And Bryant Gumble, again, I'm on the back half of our generation. So I often, a lot of people tell me I'm the quintessential Gen Xer because I'm on the bottom end. I'm born in 78. But they say I'm right in the fringe of being a millennial, so they like I'm in between a lot of stuff. So I am a big fan of Brian Gumble for one reason alone, the Olympics. Man, the way he would handle growing up, late 80s, 90s, man, interviewing Carl Lewis, interviewing when we would watch uh, swimming, uh, Matt Biondi. This is before Michael Phelps and all those guys. Like watching those, watching the Olympics, man, we would watch every day of the Olympic Games. And Brian Gumble having that spot on, I think it was NBC, that in the village Olympic band. Can't beat it. Number four, this guy, again, I'm going, you know, personal, my experience. This guy is the big dog. I've never seen nobody do it this way, so brash, but so true. And he can't be stopped. He is the kingmaker right, right now. He is number one right now. That's Stephen A. Smith. He's number four on my list because this is now this – Hierarchy is going to build up to just my favorite sports moments. But Stephen A. Smith is the number one guy. Hate him, like him, whatever you think. He is that dude. Right now, he is that guy. I love him. I like him. He brash. He's like over the top, but he's that's him. Yeah. And he's like that, and he represents that well. I love it. And I love the way he worked, you know, 20-plus years on the circuit. Right. And these last five, six years, man, he has took it, took mm-hmm. the game for what it's worth, all right? <clears throat> so that's Stephen A. Number three, Marv Albert. And again, <clears throat> I must say Marv Albert because Jordan, my greatest moments in sports is the Bulls championships. Yeah, And this top three is going to represent the Bulls run from one to number six. Because those are the highest sports moments of my life thus far. I've watched the, uh, <coughs> what's this, The Last Dance probably five times. I mean, same, same. <laughs> and, and, and I love that time. It just brought back to me how I love 
the way those games were commentated, and Marv Albert is on my list for that reason alone. Nothing else. Number two, this is a personal childhood thing. <clears throat> watching all the Bulls games on Channel 9 coming up every single week, every single game. It was Ray Doral. Jim Doral was the main guy, and the color commentator was Johnny Red Kirk. Yeah, Johnny Red Kirk. This guy would say stuff so off the wall, he would be excited about the number 15 player on the bench. Will Purdue's in the game. Let's give it up for Will. Like, this guy, until the day he stopped for the Bulls, that made the Bulls come to life even in the times when Jordan wasn't there, back when they had D. Rose again, Johnny Red was the voice of the Bulls, and I, he is, that's what sports was to me. It was the Bulls. And number one, again, it encompasses the Olympics. It encompasses why I love tennis to this day. Uh-oh. I heard this guy commentate tennis. I fell in love with with watching the Wimbledon, watch Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi go at it. Yeah. He would he would sit there and took over for Brian Gubble at the Olympic Village. Uh-huh. To, from there to Michael Phelps. Then the last run of the Bulls, those those that uh Utah Jazz run, the Phoenix, the uh Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle mm-hmm. Supersonics run, my number one commentator all time, Bob Costas. Watch this. Yep. <laughs> That's my list. It's a little emotional. It's a little about my upbringing, man. But that's why that's my top five: Gumble, Smith, Marv Albert, Johnny Red, Bob Costas. I'm not mad at the list. Marv Albert, he he. It's the one reason alone. You can't talk about the Bulls. You can't talk about '90s basketball. Yeah. Not mention Marv Albert. Yep, yeah. the Bulls games. Yeah, top five. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just why that. I guess it's, it's an emotional, you know, in the moment, my favorite, you know, as I listen to sports, that these guys are nowhere near with the modern age. By Stephen Stephen A. You ain't followed none of them on Twitter, no podcast, none of that. But those guys for me made sports come alive. Who now the only one I had that I did not, Bob Costas gets the honorable mention. And I guess I should have because Bob really took over where Howard Cosell left off. Um, he kind of was handed the mantle of because I mean, even doing commentary on boxing, I mean, Bob was everywhere. Bob, I don't look as a journalism, as a as a sports aficionado, Bob costs his hands down in a class all by himself. But Bob to me is like an investigator reporter, like he's like a <laughs> yeah, you know. They said Jordan did like that's how Bob does it. Bob doesn't make Bob doesn't make you want to be like million views. <laughs> and I'm not even saying right. that should be the success right. rate. I used to imagine. Right. Bob is a legend, though. There's no doubt about it. Bob Costas is an absolute legend. He's a goat. The only reason I don't put him in the list is because I don't have enough live memory of Bob Costas. Yeah. Everything I've watched of Bob Costas has been in retrospect, like in documentaries. And to me, Bob Costas is a sports documentarian. Yeah, That's where his field is, because that's how my generation got basically See, I'm dating myself. When Michael Johnson broke those records in the 200 and 400 in the Olympics, Bob Costas, man, when when Mike, the last three championship runs, the last two specifically in Utah, Bob Costas, it, it was just that whole, and you're right, he got that sleuth, Private eye type of tone to him. Yeah. 
And uh, but yeah, man, he just again, it's a that emotional attachment to those sports moments. I like it. Shout out to Bob Causes. He is a phenomenon. He really is a sports documentarian. He is a sports historian. Bob Causes is the Ken Burns of the sports world. When it comes to producing historical knowledge on sports, nobody can do it better than Bob Causes. But Stephen A. Smith is the king of this day. And he definitely I- is. <laughs> I appreciate it. Look, this is how we get down to it. it is what it is. We take it there. We rate the evaluators. I want to give a special shout out and a special thanks to my guests. Anytime anybody does anything for you, they don't have to do it. So I appreciate you, Maurice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your top 20. I had to look at this. I, as a Chicago, and I know I'm going to get in trouble. I didn't even include Johnny Red Kerr. I skipped over him and a bunch of other Chicago, him, Stacey King, uh, the whole, the whole <laughs> Chicago sports net cast. <laughs> I skipped over all them went straight to the top. No, but um, they have been amazing. They're amazing talents. They're definitely the voice of Chicago. But if you want to keep seeing amazing content and amazing things like we do tonight, you got to do three things. Connect with me on Instagram at CBNK33. Subscribe, y'all, to the YouTube page of Cody Vern Kelly. And I'm going to stop here and pause. I'm going to take a preacher break. Yes, sir. Subscribing is free. You don't even got to watch the video. <laughs> All you got to do is click on the bell and the notification pop up and it helps me to continue to do what I love to do. And third, if you just feel led, there's information below, but this has been an amazing episode. It is what it is. Watch, share, comment, like, subscribe. And until next time, guys, thanks.